Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. We suck so you don't have to, and the White Sox suck less. If you missed the news, Dallas Keuchel has been DFA'd. He's gone. Danny Mendick was brought up. Danny Mendick had a one point, oh, had a 0.0 ERA last year, so he's the, the White Sox got a better pitcher than the one they just released. But there's a lot of money at stake here in the next subject we're going to talk about with our next guest. A lot, a lot, a lot of money. It's always been about the money. The number one rule in life is follow the money. And the NCAA always tried to hide it, distract you, always tried to always tried to make sure you didn't see what it, what, it, what it really was. And with the name, image, and likeness lawsuit money and the freedom that it involved NIL value, at universities now, you are seeing you are seeing coaches in a slap fight, <clears throat> name coaches, and you are seeing some loose cannon named Lane Kiffin offer the truth. Quote, how are we not a professional sport? He said that to SI.com. So let's see what this is, where this goes, and saying the quiet part out loud as usual is Pete Futek. He joins us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is uh, the editor, the Uber guy at collegefootballnews.com. Pete, long time, no nothing. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. What's going on, guys? How are you doing? We're doing fine. I want some NIL. And for Lane yes, Kiffin, please. Who it? it's a great deal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It, I never used my college eligibility. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> for some of that, where you're going with that part of it, it is crazy that it, to, to break everything you just said down. Basically, these guys are getting jobs. They're at a different level. You know, look, I worked for along with writing for the college paper and doing other odds and ends thing. I made money doing ads, selling ads. I made money doing stuff. That, these guys just so happen to make money doing what they're doing and it's fine it's all fine it's okay and it's not only is it okay but it's actually the perfect model for the NCAA in these schools because they don't have to pay their labor so basically the their labor makes money people want to give these kids money and deals and cars and stuff and the NCAA colleges, ESPN, and I think don't have to pay a dime for it. It's the perfect business model, 
and they're screwing it all up by whining about it. Our guest is Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com, here on The Score. We're discussing the name, image, likeness, NIL money. So let's go back to... Let's go back to Saban and Fisher and the way you described the slap fight. And so Pigeon fight. Explain, yeah, describe the slap fight the way you tweeted it out, and then we can figure out what it really means, who Saban was really talking to. Yeah, it's a, bunch, a couple of old men with generational wealth, multimillionaires, basically complaining about how to play – who is doing actually really a better job of paying these children's free labor. So you've got these kids who are making money now. It's a little bit out of their control, and they're not quite sure how to handle it. So what Saban's real, Saban complains about, you know, Christmas. I mean, that guy complains about absolutely everything that has to interfere with the process in any way. Uh, I'm actually, he's actually a pretty good guy. I actually like him. But he does complain about everything. So that's not really new. What's happening here is it's an adapt-or-die moment for the old-school authoritarian regime coaches who are used to having control. That's why, get, that's why you're in college. If you're a college coach instead of being an NFL coach, it's because you want to control every little detail and aspect of your world, and this throws a wrench into it. So guys like Dabo, guys like Nick Saban, guys like Jimbo Fisher, who I don't know why he's complaining about it because this actually works for him, uh, they're all a little bit yeah, leery because they're not sure quite how to handle this because this it's something that's out of their control. Look at a guy, the best test case going forward is going to be Billy Napier at Florida, who came in right away and said, we got to handle this differently. He's got a department for NIL, a department for uh, you know, deals of this, deals for, a department of you know water distribution. Depart- he's, he's really a CEO for all these different aspects of a college football program. Now, all of these guys are. I mean, Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State all have the same sorts of things. But a guy like Napier, who is this young guy, is the first one to really come out and delineate between all the different parts of the modern-day college football process. And the guys who get that faster are going to succeed, and the guys who rail against it are not. So with that being said, what did you think about what Lane Kiffin said in Sports Illustrated or to Sports Illustrated about, you know, why aren't we a pro league? These guys are getting paid along with, you know, some of the other stuff he went into about possibly evening the playing field and all that. Well, the problem with that is how Um, that's kind of why NIL is actually a great deal. So how do you pay Bryce Young compared to the, you know, backup punter for Eastern Michigan. You know, forgetting the whole the reality of situations here and like, okay, how do you possibly pay football players uh, compared to, you know, women's soccer players? You know, how do you make that an even playing field with the overall money? I don't mean to use this as an excuse because women do need to get the same opportunities as men and all these things, but there is a just a gigantic distribution, not just women's and men's sports, but between football and college, men's college basketball, you, you notice that Kansas and Duke aren't really big in the uh, on the circuit of, of expansion. That's because college basketball just doesn't generate the revenue. Football is everything, and we learned this during uh, COVID just how much these uh, the athletic departments got destroyed when they didn't have those six to eight home games to rely on and the football money that came in. 
So this is really more about football than college athletics as a whole, but you can't just look at it like that. And that's where the disconnect comes in, where you can't just say, yeah, okay, football is you know a pro sport. Well, it's, yeah, but it's within the, the confines of a university system where you still do have to deal with the men's golf team and the women's you know, swimming team and all the other parts of it, which are going to say, okay, that's great, but where's our money to all this? And that's where it all comes into play. We're talking with Pete Futek of collegefootballnews.com, and we're talking about the NIL money and Lane Kiffin being the adult in the room. And, and one of those quotes was, people say no way donors are going to come up with money to pay players. Wait, the same donors that pay $30 million to one coach when they fire him, they're not going to raise $20 million a year for players? Yes, they are. So I think what happened, I, I believed when I heard it, that Saban was speaking to Alabama boosters saying you cannot be outspent by Jimbo Fisher's boosters. And I think that's how he was, as you talked about taking control and being control freak, I think that's how he was taking control. He was, oh. I confess, the, bon- the, the donors, those are the guys who need to do it. And I also think this is, this is leading to, in poker they have a high roller table. They have high roller events. You're eventually going to get to whatever we used to think of as a Super League, what some people think of the SEC now. I think this will, college football will, look, it can be anything at once, college sports, because it's just such a, a snake. It can be any way at once, and I do think there's going to be a way that college football becomes the professional, the high roller table, and the rake that they would take in a normal poker game if you're in a poker room is what trickles down to the other sports that the university gets as being some kind of sponsor. Yeah, two parts to that. First of all, the, the Alabama side of things, the, the always underreported, underappreciated aspect of the money that's funneled in, look at the coaches. You've got Bill O'Brien, who is an NFL-caliber head coach to various degrees. He's He's the Alabama offensive coordinator. Dude's making $1.1 million a year. The defensive coordinator of Bama is making $1.6 a year. That doesn't even count. All the various big-name former old guy head coaches who just so happen to be on as advisors. And otherwise, they have over $25 million locked up a year in coaches at Alabama. There is money. You can pay those guys. So, again, the apples and oranges side, okay, yeah, fine. Boosters can pay these guys. But what Kiffin's talking about, and it is sort of the existential problem, is, okay, if you're a pro league, who's paying the the labor? Can they unionize? Can they, I mean, what what do they do? Do the schools have to pay them? Uh, Does the school have to then somehow decide, okay, we need a better English department or a middle linebacker? Like, how do you actually go about doing that in the arms race? And that's kind of why, again, the NIL aspect of this really does uh, kick this in and make it all work. Uh, the other part that you're talking the part two you were talking about there was uh, what were you just I'm blanking here. What were you? The other well, part just of that? that there's going to be there like a high rollers table in a, in a oh, yeah, yeah, tournament. Yeah, the the problem there is the, the and I think the SEC is making a colossal mistake here is it's not the NFL. It's it, like in the NFL, everyone's, everyone knows every player. Everyone bets. You can live in Chicago and you care about, you know, Russell Wilson. You care about, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. You care about players all across the country because your fantasy teams and all the other aspects that make the NFL the biggest sport going. It's not like that in college. The SEC people think that other people care about the SEC, and they don't. 
everybody in the Southeast part, of course, we're all going to watch Alabama versus Texas A&M and, you know, the biggest of the big SEC games. But Vanderbilt versus Kentucky or just even the random Florida-Arkansas game, it doesn't move the needle. People in L.A. don't care about SEC football and vice versa. So if college football, if you're the SEC, you need USC to be good. You need a good Oregon. You need a good Ohio State, and it would be nice to have a good Boston College and a good Northwestern, teams with, with actual markets. Because the thing the SEC is missing are the real gigantic uh, uh, media markets. So while it's a big thing I don't, to create a super, super league, that's fine to a point, but you need it to be a national super league. It can't just be the SEC and everybody else. I'm with you on the the way that how would universities determine pay scales for for various sports and whatnot. I I agree NIL is the best way to to go about this. So the last thing I have for you, Pete, is do you think this eventually will bring more parity to specifically college football where, you know, Alabama just dominated for years and years and now we see players not just choosing to go to Alabama because they can win a national championship. We have players going places because they're going to give them the most money NIL-wise. So do you think this levels out the playing field eventually? At least changes it a bit. And I, I, I can't wait to see what USC does. Because to your, to your other question, Steve, before about like uh, what is Nick Saban really worried about, if I'm Nick Saban, I'm freaking out about USC. I'm freaking out because that is the perfect situation of gigantic media market, superpower program, Lane Kiffin, who should be, you know, if he was the Dallas Cowboys head coach, nobody would blink. You know, you have this superstar head coach with this great offense in a place that we know that when that football program rocks like USC did back in the Reggie Bush, Matt Leinart days, forget the Rams, forget the Chargers, that that is the biggest show in town when it comes to football. And it can be that way again. So all the possibilities and all the media opportunities and all the money that could funnel into that to make it a true pro-style program and basically do what Reggie Bush did and he got hammered for, which is have a marketing agency. So all the things that put USC into a coma penalty are now not only kosher, that's exactly the model. And USC is absolutely set up to do that better. So when it comes to parity, I do think the teams in the bigger media markets can actually use this to have more of a shot. And all it takes is one bored, rich, 89-year-old billionaire who wants to see his you know, Utah State program be good before he dies to, to ramp that all up. Well, in Northwestern's case, they have, a, they have a princess. Maybe there's enough wealth there in the monarchy, or even though they're broken from the monarchy, maybe she can bring that to Northwestern, <laughs> name, image, likeness, and tiara. Hey, I, think they, I think I saw something where they actually have like one of the, the technically, I know this is always weird because it's based on like one guy. I think they, they have one of the top recruiting classes going into 2020 or 2023 to 24 or something like that. So they're on their way. They're, they're going to be right there. All right, I'll look for it. The color purple. Thanks. Pete, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, hey Tom, guys. Have a great weekend. Pete Futak, collegefootballnews.com. Just wanted to, Lane Kiffin acting like the smart guy and just saying, look, this is a professional sport. How are we not? And he's so right. Everything is so right. So how college football, how college sports itself gets through that and around that, I don't know. But I wanted to investigate that with him. So now... Here on Saturday, Suckage, Trash Panda. No. The Wake and Bake Club is going to have a meeting. The Wake and Bake Club will be called to order. 
The Wake and Bake Club will celebrate celebrate the greatest TD Selly in football history, and David Letterman. I mean, how can you how can you not love the Wake and Bake Club when those are on the the docket today? Right? Isn't that it? Jared, I like everything that you just said. <laughs> yeah, well, as as Rick we'll, Camp would say, there are no bad words there. Well, we want to share it with the class. Steve Rosenblum, Trash Panda with you. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Smoke weed every day. Yeah, the WB Club, the Wake and Bake Club is in session. Wake and Bake Club, call to order. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Trash Panda. We could be doing the whole Wake and Bake Club over Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham slapping Jock Peterson, Cubs legend Jock Peterson, getting a three-game suspension, and then offering some statements that just keep getting dumber, and we'll get to that. But what we promised you, the first part of it, we are going to deliver. It is the greatest, the greatest TD selling in football history. Have you, Trash Panda, ever heard of the of fan-controlled football? Yes, I have. I've never watched a game, but I've seen it pop you know up what in it my is? timeline. Yes. So, like, fans can vote right on various plays within the game. 
I don't know all the exact details, but I know that fans have inputs into how the game is called. Yes, it's it's football played in a studio arena. Fans are calling every play. This is where we find our latest Wake and Bake Club Hall of Famer. His name is Jason Stewart, and the headline should be Puff Puff Pass for a TD. So last Saturday, after Saturday suckage in the Wake and Bake Club meeting, fan-controlled football quarterback Jason Stewart, and I'm reading this from, of all places, Golf Digest. What? (laughs) Yes. This is the report I got from Golf Digest. I think this is terrific. Written by a guy named Coleman Bentley. Fan-controlled football quarterback Jason Stewart smoked the collected history of NFL sellies when he lit up a massive joint right on the field to celebrate another TD dart. He threw a touchdown. He ran over to the sideline in front of the camera, pulled out a joint, and lit it. And that was his TD celly. He, on his verified Instagram, he, twe- he, he wrote, you wrote this, you insta? He insta'd, history made, bang, bang, gold check mark at some point we have to have the conversation about marijuana it's okay for athletes to chug a beer at a sporting event but they get kicked out of leagues for smoking a plant i'm okay with being the sacrifice to raise awareness when i played at memphis they had me on hydrocodone for a lot of my injuries i couldn't function or play then i tapped into kush i felt better slept better ate better and had different creativity i'm not saying marijuana is right for everyone but there are people in this world that use it as a medicine do some research on why it was even outlawed in the first place. All glory to God. I smoke Kush and love God. Hate me or love me. I'm one of one. I love so, it. It's great. Jason Stewart lit up a joint after throwing a TD pass. Now, you can go to Randy Moss mooning, right? Didn't he, didn't he moon the football world? He did, the he, fake, he did the fake moon. Yeah, he pretended oh, to pull down his pants. Yeah. And, Jack, and Joe Buck was disgusted by that, right? I can't I don't remember who was on the call. I was yeah. pretty young when that happened. Uh, and Terrell Owens had some art. He had he pulled out the Sharpie and then he stomped all over the star, the Dallas. And who was the, the the Saints guy? Joe Horn, right? Pulled out the cell phone. That was right. great. Yeah. That was that's my favorite. The cell phone yeah. thing. Because it's so dumb. Then the fact that you had to take time before the game to go put this phone underneath the 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 right. wrap for the for the upright and then you, it's it's everything about that was brilliant so jason stewart uh best known for riding the pine at memphis behind paxton lynch and riley ferguson balled out on saturday last saturday for the zappers that's the team he plays for the, the zappers zappers what city is this zap zappers i don't know where the zap it's all on a tv studio so they're playing in an arena studio. So instead of waiting for the final whistle to, to let loose, he got the party started, passed the baton to a fan. As Stewart later explained, the celebration wasn't just a publicity stunt, but as we read, a part of the campaign to raise awareness for medicinal benefits of marijuana in football. So does that come to your NFL? It's certainly the greatest TD celebration I have seen. Right. I oh, it's 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 for as far as this show's concerned. I don't know how you top it. Yeah, that's yeah, WB Club number one ranking. That's it's got to be. So who would let then if there's an who's the NFL player who would do that? 
NFL. Assuming Jason Stewart does get there. Who's the NFL player guy in the NFL? I'm trying to think of an NFL player that has been open. It's it's tricky because it's tough to tell with the NFL guys because it's they're not technically allowed to do it. So you have to kind of get them in the right spot where they would talk about it. But I'm trying to like who gives off the vibes of a guy that would do it? And hmm. Yeah. I don't know because the NFL I don't know why, much I don't know why NFL Pat, teams NFL wants you hooked on on painkillers and opioids. Oh yeah, they want no. you to die from those. No, they you can't. Wanna... You can't smoke weed. No, 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 no. No. I I don't know why Pat Mahomes is giving me those vibes. I don't know Pat why Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. I could see doing it because Would he's got he's got the a... swagger. Yeah, and he's I mean, got. I don't know what it is about him. He just kind of gives me off the vibes of a guy that might enjoy you know some Kush. When he when he's not, you know, in the off season or whatever, when he's not being tested regularly, if they do test regularly, I don't know how it really. I know it's random in the NFL, right? Isn't that how it works? But well, in season, it's random, right? And yet, for the opposite reason, I think uh, Bears owner Aaron Rodgers would be perfect. Oh yeah, okay, I could because see that. He's, he's that guy when he's not, you know, two week enemas or whatever he does. That <laughs> he would be. He's that R E L A X. Relax, Dude. man. Yeah, you know what? Relax. You're right about that. I can see that. But 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 your both ends are you know guys hyper. Hey, I can do this. I dare you. I got this. The swagger is to be a guy who had with a a um um WTF attitude, right? Somebody who's not maybe mm-hmm. there's a, somebody who's made enough money you don't need maybe a guy doesn't need all the money in the world you don't have to win every negotiation who does that how great would that be to see an nfl with a super bowl quarterback do that they wouldn't suspend him in the middle of the super bowl right you would think Could, not I, that would right. be that would be really <laughs> something if someone like i would genuinely be interested to see what the in game reaction would be if somebody did that like that would be wild, especially during the Super Bowl on the national stage. That would be amazing. Like if, especially if they did it in a state where it's not legal, right? Because yeah. you know, if the Super Bowl's in California, like you know, it's legal, fine, whatever. It's not not going to be in Chicago, but legal here. You know, Colorado, same thing. So uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what Texas, right? If they were in Houston or in Dallas, in Jerry's world. If someone did it there, that would be wild. I would love for it to be, you know, Texas. I, the first thing I thought of was Willie Nelson's doing the halftime show. <laughs> if Willie Nelson does the halftime show, and he makes sure that the quarterbacks on both teams are well supplied, or anyone who was takeout, or you know what? What about a receiver? It doesn't have to be a quarterback, right? Could be a receiver runs into the end zone because they were the they're the famous celebrants. We talked about Randy Moss and and Terrell Owens. Hmm, so maybe, hmm, Cooper Cup. I don't know why that yeah, just came yeah. to my mind. Yeah, but he, he just, I don't, I don't know. Nah, he doesn't about seem him. like he, yeah, he's he doesn't seem like he, well, straight. he's, he went to school in Montana, so I don't know if that really, and I think he's from Montana too, so, but I don't know, I don't know why that name just popped into my head, it just did. Well, he's greatest offensive force in the game that's probably why i was just thinking of good receivers yeah right it's you didn't start in chicago let's talk to darnell mooney what would you do would you like would ask that would be yeah would you like yeah he's got some swagger i could see him doing that you know it's so obvious now would gronk come back for that 
I feel like he would come back for that. Did you, just, is it, did you get that from the 708 text there? About what no. about Rob Gronkowski? Yes, yeah, someone said, what oh, about Rob Gronkowski? Oh. <laughs> well, stone minds think alike. There you I, go. I, yeah. I, right. I, oh, I here's agree. a good Seven. one from the 224. Josh Allen. That's a good one. Yeah. Why? That would be great. Why, why do you say that? I don't know why. It just makes me like, <laughs> I don't know why. It just like, you say it and I think weed and, they, and they, the two make sense together. Maybe he's totally against it. I don't know that much about him. <laughs> I'm going I, off vibes. Okay. Vibes, babe. Matt Spiegel appreciates that. Good vibes, babe. Good vibes, babe. Yeah. BYOB, bring your own bong. NFL. And I think the NFL would not have a problem with it if it could market team bongs. Right, team branded bongs. <laughs> Would you use a Bears bong? <laughs> oh, totally. Bears fans Absolutely. do it. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, hundred percent. They would. I, 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 I would. I. The NFL is probably missing a great revenue stream in not uh, marijuana branded merchandise or NFL branded marijuana merchandise. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's a lot of. I know there's like like red tape there, and it's tricky because it's still illegal federally, but. And, you know, there still is kind of that stigma to it that has gotten broken a lot, obviously, with being with it being legalized in a lot of states now. But I, I don't think bear, I don't you're know not selling bears. Kush. I'm I know. I, about, I just I. But, you know, the two are related. You're selling a bond. You know what you're selling it for. So like, I don't think that we're at the point where an NFL team is going to be willing to sell something like a bond which is heavily connected to smoking weed i don't think we're there yet i don't think the chicago bears would be are willing to go there yet so well, that, that, that raises the NFL question which owner. team would do it which team would well, do it right now jerry jerry jones has countered every bit of nfl for decades has countered every bit of nfl branded marketing when it was you know if they said coke he said pepsi and whatever, whatever the big one that was left out, if they said United, then he said American Airlines. Jerry Jones has done all of the counter marketing and was happy to do it. And I remember Ed McCaskey being livid about it because the Bears were not doing that and they're in a major city. And here comes Jerry Jones doing it. And he's saying, do you think the Green Bay Packers would still be in business if George Hallis and Pete Rosell, if Pete Rosell hadn't said everybody's getting an equal amount, and that included marketing, and that meant not fighting, not diverging from your partners, not running counter to them, and I, I think Jerry Jones would be a likely guy, depending what the what the cash value of it was, and I don't know how that apparently doesn't play in Texas, but if you were an owner. Let's look at it this way. If you're an owner who knows the horrors and addiction that opioids and painkillers have caused for players, and mm -hmm. you've seen it, and you have a heart, and you want to make a statement that marijuana use is, not, is, is a palliative that these players deserve to have the option of using, that would be a way to do it. Hmm. That's a good point. See, so yeah, now who would be forward-thinking enough of a owner to be willing to do that? So let me think here. Well, none of them feel that way. I don't think so because they're they're they didn't they had no problem with anything. I don't know who would do that. 
it yeah it it's took, under the current with the current owners around the league i don't think that there's really anyone that would be willing yeah. at least not if we spoke to them publicly off the record i'm sure there are is an owner out there that is that would like say hell yeah but publicly they wouldn't be willing to go there but it involves money and that was the one thing i mean that's the one thing that'll probably get daniel snyder voted out of the out of the club is because he's screwed with money. Yeah, don't mess you know, with the they money. They're 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 misogynistic. He's it, there's all forms of despicability in his organization. And then you you know look at look at the, the Cleveland Browns, trading for getting Deshaun Watson and paying him so much money that he can pay off all these people if need be who are charging him with sexual assault or unwanted sexual advances, and. They have no, the NFL owners have no problem with that. They have only the problem of money. I mean, they really are a despicable lot. They, oh, it's, they're, it's they're high, they're high tolerance for stuff like that. Don't even get me started. Yeah, it's, yeah, you, you can be racist, you can be misogynistic, you can have all kinds of problems within your organization, but you, that's fine. You mess with the money, you're out. Don't mess with right. the money. Don't mess with the money. It's the same thing with like Tommy, Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. Don't mess with the money. Don't mess the money. You won't get slapped. That's right. That's right. So two two Ford Texter suggests Tony Khan. <clears throat> Forward thinking. Okay, I could, I could see. You know, okay. If we're gonna pick <clears throat> one owner, Tony Khan might be, hmm. might be one. Yeah. Well, anyways, fun to. I, I'll be looking forward to those first Jacksonville Jaguar bongs. The. I would totally buy a Jacksonville Jags bond. That would be amazing. (laughs) I have. So, all right. That's a quick story. Why that would really be like hilarious. Cause so me and some of my college buddies started accidentally became Jags fans because we back in when we were in college and they were terrible or they're terrible now, but when they were also terrible, when we were in school, (laughs) they, they, we started joking. We started a big joke, this inside stupid joke about, Oh yeah, this is a Jags house. We're Jags fans, you know, stupid stuff. And we said it so much and so often that we actually became fans of the team. So if they released a Jacksonville Jaguars bond, I guarantee me and my friends would be first in line. There you go. There you go. See, 206 texter. I have a special piece I only use. Wait a minute. Too many texts coming. Boy, boy, does this topic spark text. I have a special piece I only use during this show. It's called the Rosie Bowl. Yes. <laughs> boy, does it help. <laughs> the Rosie 206 Boy texter, Bowl. I can't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, I would agree with that. All right. Well, we, we ran it. We're running into a break. We're going to take it and come back. David Letterman... And Kevin Durant and Pot. Could you imagine a better combination? I'll bet you can't. We're going to bring it to you. The Wake and Bake Club is in session on Saturday Suckage. Thank you for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Indeed, it's Saturday Suckage. Saturday Suckage in a meeting of the Wake and Bake Club. The next item on the agenda, Kevin Durant, David Letterman, and getting high. How does this not, this is a wonderful thing. How could this not be great? And it is. So what you got here, back in September, David Letterman showed up at Nets Media Day. And he asked Kevin Durant a couple questions. The first one was, he said, hi, this is Dave from Basketball Digest. Why do they call you KD? KD. 
<laughs> Outstanding. And then he asked, uh, can you play for the Knicks on your off nights? So anyways, as things proceeded, this month, Kevin Durant was booked as a guest on David Letterman's Netflix series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Kevin Durant was a guest, and he shows up, and he advocates, he's got a partnership with Weed Maps, which is an app that helps users locate marijuana dispensaries, and he wants to take the stigma out of it. There are New York, New Jersey, 16 other, in Illinois, 15 other states <clears throat> that have it legal, but it carries a stigma anyways, and... Duran had the made the comparison that settles you down a bit, clears out the distractions of your brain. It's like having a glass of wine. And I'm sure there were people like, if you heard the news today, White Sox fans, and Trash Panda's one of them, but he's working so he can't do this, but I'm sure the people who heard the news that Dallas Keiko was DFA'd, I'm sure they lit up a, they sparked a celebratory bowl. Right? Wouldn't you think that was the case, Trash? Oh, I'm sure there's a few White Sox fans out there that would have done that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So Letterman asked, well, KD is advocating for all this. David Letterman asked, so what about your own use? And <laughs> KD says, I'm actually high right now. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a cut from. It, it's a lot, the long part, it was a long, I mean, the, the pieces, it's, it's usually what, 30, 45 minutes, something like that. But anyways, we got a piece of this discussion that the Wake and Bake Club would find near and dear. My experience with it, uh, was, it was when I lived in California and I was much younger and everybody was doing it. It was in the late 70s, early 80s. And it just, uh, I, I found myself motionless. I can remember going to a Yankees Angels game and my girlfriend and I smoked a, a joint before the game, and I just sat there like this, and I kept thinking, wow, that guy's standing on a mound of dirt. Whoa, it's actually a mound of dirt. It's interesting to you, that means you really were, you're really a curious person. Yeah, I have no idea who won the game. <laughs> but you remember that moment. Was I smoking the wrong kind of weed? No, you were smoking the right kind if you're thinking about <laughs> stuff like that. It's amazing. There <laughs> That's Kevin Durant and David Letterman. David Letterman's Netflix series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. Kevin Durant tells him, no, that's the right kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would concur. <laughs> Anyone that has ever been there, right, been in that state, no, like, gets it. Like, I totally, like, I hear that and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. I've been there. <laughs> and remember, pot smoking was legal in the... In the bubble, in that the, the NBA wasn't testing for it. It wasn't suspending. They suspended it wasn't, marijuana it, testing. Yeah, it wasn't illegal, I guess you could say, at that point. Yeah, well, they didn't want to know. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't find out. But I love the idea that that's, that's, Durant's doing the I'm I'm actually high right now. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's hilarious. Good. Yeah, and David, David Letterman is pondering a mound of dirt. So, yeah, you got the right stuff. So I think the Wake and Bake Club had a really good day today. And I think there's reason to White Sox fans should celebrate the news again. Dallas Keuchel was DFA'd. I'm not, I'm, by mentioning it, I'm not trying to, 
I'm not trying to beat up on Dallas Keuchel, and I'm sure it sounds that way. But I think what it, the subtext of it is this, right? Don't you, that, that the White Sox sent a message, get better or get out. And they mm-hmm. sent it to the, they used him. I think that's, they're, they're, the, the one con in this whole thing, depending what <clears throat> leadership value he had in that locker room and only the guy in that clubhouse and only the guys in the clubhouse could know, is that when prospective free agents will notice this, you want to sign me, well, as soon as Dallas Keuchel, you didn't, you didn't back him. And the White Sox could say, we gave him more than enough chances. But a prospective free agent might look at it and say, yeah, you bailed on that guy. And the White Sox could say, we're paying him off his money. And then the White Sox are ultimately, ultimately going to have to say that that argument ends with the White Sox saying, you either play well or you don't play here. That's what we expect. That's the bar. The World Series is our bar now. And I think that is the message that the fans got, the fans wanted, the fans wanted sent. And I hope that's the one that resonates in the clubhouse among the players. I do as well. And that's great. You know, it's, I love that they didn't mess around and wait until and give him another start. Mm-hmm. He was only going to get his spot. I, I was, I saw this just, just yesterday. I should have looked it up before we, I, this kind of came up randomly, but his spot in the rotation was only going to come up, I think, once more before Lance Lynn was probably going to be back. Once or twice more. So you only had to cover his start two more times before Lance Lynn is back, I, I think is what it was. So I'm glad that they didn't mess around and say, well, we're just going to wait and let him go because we need someone to start there. And maybe if they were in a different spot right now, they would have, say, if they were 10 games over 500 and up five games in the division, if they were just flipped with the Twins right now, I think they might have let it go. But I like that they recognize that they can't mess around. They can't be sacrificing starts like they have been, especially his last two outs, where, you know, you come out and you're down 6 nothing after the second inning. You know, I know they ended up giving, giving up 16 runs, but... Six of those were by one pitcher, right? And they did hold them over several innings and were able to get back into the game a little bit, and then it got away from them. So you can't, but the for a while there, it was the point I was trying to make, for a while there, they would have been either winning the game or right really within a run had Dallas Keuchel not spotted the other team's six runs. So you can't be doing that anymore as a serious contender, especially when you're struggling overall as a team. Yeah, you can't do it in their position with with when you're chasing, and you don't want to do it when you're leading. You want to have your we're, this rotation's got to be better. They say we got to make it better, and we want to put our our heel on every opponent's throat and grind. And that's and that's what, you know and and the point I was making about if they were winning more, I think it would have been more palatable for us as fans to say, okay, whatever, they're winning. It's stupid that they're sacrificing starts like that, but they are winning, and so whatever, as long as they don't let it drag on the whole season. But in the spot they're in, they had to make a move right now. And they did. Dallas Keuchel was DFA. Danny Mendick was called up. Dallas Keuchel's ERA this year, 7.88, and Danny Mendick last year had a sparkling 0.0 ERA, Mr. Blutarski. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Got a better pitcher. No. 
That's the way you. That's the way. Rowley, you have to look Rowley. At. The stats say that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just spitting facts right here. That's what we do here on Saturday Suckage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I thank Mark Potash of the Sun Times for coming on to talk Cubs and Bears and rebuilds that aren't rebuilds, but are really rebuilds. Pete Futak for coming on collegefootballnews.com, talking millions of dollars, and Lane Kiffin is the truth teller. And uh, Kevin Durant, David Letterman for talking pot, and Jason Stewart for lighting up after throwing a touchdown pass. Trash Bandit, thanks. Coming Anytime, up next, man. the rest of the score day, we have a day of an hour of syndication, and then Mark Grody should be on Saturday Suckage. Used to be on Saturday Suckage, but now he's got his own Suckage. Thanks for listening to the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Yes, wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.